How was that for a countdown? What's up? That was amazing. It was, uh, felt like I was in Europe. Well, you know, I went from uh, three down. And, uh, you know, I felt that was a unique approach to it. Not trying to be that guy. Wait, wait. If you watch Guy's Grocery Show. I'll have to check it out. I'm not as familiar as I'm sure I should be. Uh, that's a definite because Guy Fieri is an American icon. There was a comedian, um, and I may have been somebody popular. I can't, the salient details escape me. But, uh, uh, his at some point in his act that he kind of went on a rant but it was i wouldn't say vengeful but he was really rooting for guy fieri and just listing all of the civic engagements and things that he'd done to you know to actively plug in to help make other people's lives better that the guy fieri doesn't walk around bragging about or patting himself on the back in public you know because people just think of him for the personality and the aesthetic um but just how much you know money he donates time he spends you know really investing back into his investing back into his community yeah do you feel like he seems like a a genuine guy on tv but i've never met him Yeah. Well, you did. You you did get to see Norm Macdonald, so that's something. Yes, I did. And did you ever get a chance to catch him? Sadly, no. Sadly, no. Uh, Not in real life. Not in real life. He was quick, so I could never. I could never catch him. He's a quick one. That one. Um, right, so I'll pour that one. Pour that one out for Norm. That doesn't seem to be a point of contention for you at all, though. It's not. I don't hold on to things like that. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so you didn't tell us what day it was. Oh, today is, uh, it's our first Friday, March 24th. Um, and uh, it was, uh, I don't know how much time you got to spend outside yesterday, but it was just gorgeous and i think today is going to be another It'll beautiful be day today, 84 degrees yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited about it to get some kilometers in um that's the i wouldn't say it's the secret to it but you know if people can just get a little bit in in the morning i mean obviously you kind of pepper it in all day if you can but if people can just do it in the morning you know like maybe I wouldn't say leave your phone at home because obviously, you know, if you see something, you need to, you know, call call the appropriate authorities or just have a have you know a little NPR or some you know, whatever you know your local favorite station is or streaming feature. But just get out and just you know, especially this time of day, because I feel like you're just you know, there's just peace in the universe. The chaos of the day has not started. Uh, 
you know, just a, just a peaceful time to kind of communicate with the universe and with yourself and reflect and appreciate, um, you know, opportunities and relationships and friendships and, and, and everything that matters. Um, I, uh, I, you had, know, I, I, I had a job where I got off of work at about four thirty, and uh we would all hang out as the the day would awake and the sun would rise and we would play many kilometers of basketball and that was very peaceful i i enjoy the early morning and the, i think i don't know are you a night person or a day person i used to be this is where we are in life as a younger man um i was an all-night you know not trying to rip off the nature boy but just you know all night long you know let's stay out and i mean every once in a while lionel richie is you know, the nature cool. boy oh i guess i guess lionel richie does sing that yeah um uh well, he is. He is, in fact, a stylish man himself. So he's 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 on par. I haven't seen maybe whenever Lionel Richie Drip comes out, I think that'll be the next big thing. But until then, it's just uh, you know the the old Ric Flair Drip and the and the, and the uh, Woo Wings coming to a kitchen near you. But uh, yeah, but just super. Oh man, I lost my lost my thought about that. But talk about appreciation. Uh, do you feel like, because obviously I feel like it, it affected everybody, but, and I guess maybe, I don't know if we're desensitized to it uh, as as people get, but about during COVID, how much connection we lost with people who, uh, you know, we used to see in person, like, you know, you'd be social media connected, connected on social media with them, but uh you just kind of fell out of touch because people weren't going out and, and engaging in the same you know face-to-face -face socialization activities as they as they had been it didn't quite hit me the same way uh the the wife and i found it to be a snuggle time and uh i don't know i guess we've been a good 18 months without really hanging out with anybody but then we just hung out with everybody and it was it was kind of one of those oh i haven't seen you in forever and but you know how friends are you just pick right back up i think if it had been longer of a pandemic it might have changed but uh, uh, it just didn't hit me the same way I think it has hit others. Yeah. No, I I'd noticed I... I was you know, reconnect, looking to reconnect with a lot of folks recently and with my uh, other career changes I'd made. And uh, I looked up a friend of mine on LinkedIn because I try to focus on that for 
work related things and i don't i don't put i mean if i if i share things on uh like a facebook usually it's it's an event or you know just tell somebody happy birthday or uh you know community engagement things boards i serve on you know for nonprofits, things they're doing or or um acting things things you and i would 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 be associated with um but uh but other than that because there was so much just grotesque toxicity on social media due to you know the last few years and and in american american political strife and and whatnot but uh but um but i was looking on linkedin and i didn't see this guy and then you know, usually I get, I try to stick with LinkedIn for professional things. And so I Googled him and the first thing that came up apparently was his obituary and he had died in January and he was 52 years old and just fit, healthy, young. I mean, 52, but I'm, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the, 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 the physical age of your life, not the calendar right, of your life. Right. And, um, and it was just a, I mean, I, I mean, I guess everybody, their phys, everyone's physical body is going to tap out at some point, but you know, you certainly just don't expect it. Um, well, I'm sorry before to hear that. a certain point. Yeah. Well, I, I thanks, I appreciate it, but it was just a strange. I mean, it's never again. How, how surprising could it be when it happens to everybody? But it's just that actual situation when it happens. Um. But yeah, man, just another, just another, uh, reminder from the universe, just to, just to appreciate people and, uh, you know, tell your friends you love them and, and, uh, stay engaged. You know, we all, we all fall down that, that rabbit hole of, I wouldn't say self-importance, but just how aggressive the world can be. And how much more uh, ideally proactive, uh, you know, aggressive in a good way that's not destructive to other people. You have we have to be as individuals to navigate through it, and you know, build good relationships with people, and um, you know, try to leave things better than we found it. Uh, so just a just a odd thing that happened last night, uh, you know, that was was uh, was on my mind. I, mean, I think literally, I, I think it was probably eight thirty or nine o'clock when I was I was out at a some friends of mine that I think I'd introduce you to that own a cigar bar here in town that are, are opening a new location in the next few months. Um, just talking to some guys hanging out and, you know, thought about my other friend cause he worked in a, in a similar industry and, uh, you know, uh, con- kind of commercial construction. Um, and he was a super c- cool guy. He was one of the first people I met when I was in my twenties and gotten out of college. Who was, uh, who was an adult, but was a super chill person who was in a rock band you know, and was, you know, one of the rare examples around here sometimes of you can have a 
you can be a, a person over a certain age, but just still be a regular person and just be chill and, and, and a normal person who there's no, there's no, there's no air about them. You know what I mean? They're just easy to go along with. Right. Always right. smiling, always in a good mood, but it's not a, but like, it's not a work. It's not a kayfabe, you know, it's, it's, it's to, to share, share joy and kindness and have a good, have a good time and not about misrepresenting themselves, you know, as, as some people do when you, when you, when you see them smiling, that's a cause for concern, but, but, um, but, uh, yeah, just a, just a, just a, just a good guy. It's, well, it's a weird time. Uh, also, cause you know, it's, uh, probably two months, you know, over the weekend will be two, two months, two years, uh, since my mom had passed away. So just a weird kind of confluence of, but I mean, I guess, you know, there's never, never any good time, uh, uh, people say stuff that, that, oh, well, everything happens at once. Well, that's the only time stuff happens is all at once or at what you think of as the worst time. You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody ever says, you know, I mean, it, they do, but when people describe events or circumstances that happen to cycle in their life, you know, typically the way they describe it is, oh, it all, it all happened at once. Well, yeah, it's when stuff happens, you know, but, um, uh, So after I've sucked all the air out of the room on that, <laughs> that's that subject. Um, well, hey, we we walk into topics organically, man. If that's what you're feeling. That's what we talk about. I, I had a friend die a year or so ago and was chatting with that group of people that were pretty close for a time there. And, uh, like we really need to to see each other, you know, pandemic and all that stuff. And for the most part, they're like, "Hey, my life doesn't really conform to uh, being able to go out at night." Both of them are very early risers, and, and uh, I just found it interesting. You know, I, I I was cool with that. It uh, you you always really let people know what you feel about them by your actions and uh and i just felt like that because this guy had had troubles in life and he he died of an overdose it's like the way he died changed how people reacted and i can get that too but man guy fell on hard times Maybe if we'd all been there for him, he he would have turned out different. Death, death is uh, a hell of a thing, man. It's like, why are we even here? But again, we're not going to go into the depths of of the void we came from and shall return to. Other than I'm I'm somewhat eager to go ahead and let a trillion years go by and. Then we'll see what's up. Yeah, I it's it's, and I think you you know this, and I think because we have similar views on this, but just the amount of the level of tolerance for people that I think we both have 
who don't understand or or ignore that addiction's a disease and that it's and that when people are struggling with that they're not having the time of their life right and that it's not hilarity and fun and all this stuff it's a it's a it's a painful terrible place and obviously if they had the tools to transition out of it they'd be out of there as fast as possible uh which again the moronic backwoods provincial way of thinking about you know just lock them up well you know if they, these people had the again i don't want to get into a huge political debate and selling them just shitting on people who happen to disagree with me even though i think they're doing that to themselves um the uh that that if people believed in the the level of compassion and caring and uh love and turning the other cheek they would be fully for treatment you know they'd be for supporting programs and putting funding towards programs and government tax dollars towards treatment and rehabilitation centers and actively trying to help people deconstruct those sit you know the, the, the yeah, why is it that the fact that our brain may not be functioning it's somehow controllable you have a damaged knee you, it's oh you're walking with a limp uh, I'm, I'm sorry what can I do for you but somehow the brain is a problem it's like the medical society is this the body is treated in insurance in a certain way and and we're all about it, but how how are the your teeth, your eyes, and your brain not the same as your knee or your hip or you know a broken bone or something of that nature? It, of course, it boils down to money, but I I don't know. I mean, I knew somebody who took a golf club to a five year old girl and we all knew something was wrong with the guy. And I'm not saying that he deserved to, to not be punished, but clearly he was ill. Uh, how can you do that to anyone and, and be considered sane? Of course it would be called evil, but, uh, illness is evil. hundred percent and you know with the, with the level of what they they would consider <clears throat> consideration um, that it's that it's a it's a multi you know the same thing with so many other things there's not one switch people flip and it's not a one step. And I'm sure in their minds, a one-step solution sounds good because, you know, that it's less intellectual engagement. Um, but that 
you know, and it's not it's not just about that immediate situation. It's about when other people see that situation, you know, and younger, younger folks, the children of whoever the person might be. That, that there are, you know, there are ripple effects and unintended consequences to, yes, well, to, to I, everything. I, yeah. I, I certainly think that it is a uh, a topic that even as unqualified as we are about virtually everything we talk about, we're <laughs> certainly unqualified about this as seemingly everyone else is. Does that mean we should talk about it more? Well, the more I know, uh, that's the magic of uh, traditional talk radio. Um, at least the ones with the more right-leaning van is uh, the less they know about something, the more they talk about it. So yeah. it's possible. That's a good point. Um, but something that we might know a little bit more about, not a ton, but just a little bit more. Uh, so we had talked about you know, the CEO of TikTok was testified in front of Congress this week, I think for five hours, uh, yesterday. Um, and you know, his response was, uh, you know, that, you know, China has nothing to do with our content. China's not getting any of your information. China's not doing this. China's not doing that. You know, TikTok is a wholly owned American company, but of course, TikTok you know, TikTok's parent company is a Chinese company. Um, but uh, I just saw reported this morning that the governor of Utah signed a bill banning people under the age of 18 from having social media accounts. Whoa. I think they might have a family account they can get on, but in terms of it was specifically that they could not sign up for one, you know, and honestly admit their age. Um, so that, that was curious. Uh, and putting additional regulations on social media companies for engaging in uh, tactics, creating, an, a, a, creating enhancements which would lead to addictive behaviors from, con from users. Which seems impossible because, I mean, addiction again is a chemical reaction, and the, you know, um, so that was curious. How much? How do you think that would even? I mean, any any level of genuine enforceability with that? Well, it seems to me that that would be a incredibly on the nose First Amendment violation. And to imply that people under 18 don't have the right, the same rights as other beings when it comes to the Constitution, I, 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 don't, I, I can't see how they, they can be excluded. There's nothing in the Constitution about the age of someone and their First Amendment rights. Okay, well, I'm reading more about this, so let me let me provide more context. Well, I'm trying to figure. I'm I'm going to assume a little bit they that they can bar the companies 
from allowing people under a certain age and 13 has been the rule of thumb for a while now. But, uh, I don't see how they would be able to enforce that. Yeah, I get, they can. Well, let me put, let me put the, let me put the clarifiers on here contextually, because obviously what was, uh, what I saw on the news and they reported is not what I'm reading here right now online. So right, go ahead and- what I'm reading here online from the AP is, you know, Republican Governor Spencer Cox Thursday uh, signed two laws prohibiting kids under 18 from using social media between the hours of 10.30 p.m. and 6.30 a.m. and require age verification for anyone who wants to use social media in the state. Uh, and open the door to lawsuits on behalf of children. This is sketchy. Claiming social media harm them, uh, which are scheduled to take place March twenty twenty four. I'm. I have to shake my head about that, mainly because when. 10.30 p.m. to 6.30 a.m., well, at some point at some point in the world, and I think people could claim to be logging in from somewhere else. You know, claim, I mean, even if they could pinpoint their location, they could still say it was somewhere else. It's, uh, on a phone, it's a lot more difficult than in, it would be on a computer that, like a laptop or anything that plugs in or is on Wi-Fi. Those cellular towers are uh, beyond end users' abilities to manipulate. You're uh, you grew up in the '80s, I guess. You were a teenager in the '80s, you would say. I, by definition of the fact that I turned thirteen and eighty-one, I would okay. say you're entirely correct. Okay. So you obviously witnessed, you were there, you lived, you lived, you lived all the cool 80s movies, you lived the fast times of Ridgemont Highs and the, and the breakfast yep. clubs and all that. Oh yeah. Slightly, slightly, slightly envious of that. But, um, um, one of the few highlights, look, all the great movies that were in the 80s, there was also 80s hair bands and, uh, I, I'm. I'm at a loss at what the fuck happened to music during my heyday. Though it is a fine divider. People that love and think Motley Crue and Bon Jovi are the end all. Well, they lean a certain way. Well, it sounds like you want to take out a warrant. (laughs) Or go uh, out. They're a bunch of dirty rats. Don't go out on a winger about that. Um, Man, but, well, he was more literally was more being early, triggered. Early nineties. It's it's. Uh, I don't. I mean, I. I was never super into Bon Jovi. I did. I did want to see Motley Crue. I think probably ten years ago they were having maybe their first or second farewell tour. 
Um, I don't know if they're in Greensboro or Charlotte, but I really wanted to go. Uh, but obviously, the starving artist thing at the time kind of precluded me from from doing that. But did you think? Do you think that uh, whatever insecurity vehicle uh, that exists now for teenagers and obviously they emphasize for for uh young girls do you think it's just that much exponentially worse than posters and magazines and mtv was in the 80s ah man i think the influence music has now it, it defines a culture that uh that the hair bands propagated in the sense of music to me is something that accents your life. But then the message of, you know, girls are just objects. You never really heard that in the fifties and sixties. It was all, you know, we're going to the prom, my sweet, girl and it was innuendo and then in the 70s you you got or in the late 60s and 70s it was sex drugs and rock and roll and it was implied um robert plant saying many times about clearly having sex with women or people having sex but it, it was done in a way that was clever it was poetry and then in the 80s it just turned into and and by the way you know they talk about drag queens uh, every 80s hairband was a drag queen i mean even guns and roses for a while was wearing makeup and had their hair teased but i think that boils down to we all have regrets for them those guys but uh, I find it ironic that all these bands that these morons of today that wear the red hats were into, and they were they were just drag queens. And anyway, getting back to how today's culture about music, uh, it it seems to have. Uh, circled around a little bit but when the culture is that women are objects and everything is as hard as it can be kids are raised by the music more than public schools are allowed to counter that the more the more parents are not present music has stepped in and taken over that role where as TV used to on a much larger scale. Uh, I don't know if the youth of America today gets more of their culture from TV or from music. When you, well, did you have a parent at home when you would get off school were you a latchkey kid in any way, shape, or form? 
Uh, not really. I mean, every once in a while. Um, I mean, my my dad worked so much that it was like he had at least two jobs. I mean, he was, but he would, you know, show up. I mean, he was, he would, you know, try to be done by 5.30 or 6. But I mean, he was, which is so funny now that I wake up at five o'clock in the morning because I'm, I'm horrified, you know, uh, that I've turned into my, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to have blood pouring out of my eyes after I say this, but that I'm, how much I've turned into my father. Okay, I said it. I'm not currently bleeding, but um, but uh, but it was this, you know, the same kind of thing where he would get up at five or whatever. This Jesus, this is. I feel like the the moon's going to collide into the earth while I say this. Gets up, drinks coffee, watches wait, the news. Wait, wait till Monday. Yeah, maybe we should do this this conversation on a Monday. Well, maybe, oh. maybe. Uh, Sorry, the, the 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 smile like an idiot thing on my face is is overwhelming while I try to describe this, but but um, but yeah, but he'd leave, you know, like at six or six thirty in the morning and go and you know whether it was when he had his uh, plant or when he was a sales rep, but I mean he would do like Virginia, West Virginia, Tennessee, you know, but he'd leave at six o'clock in the morning and he'd be back by. 5.30 or 6 o'clock, but he would do all of these sales calls in these different states. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, I, they were there, but I think that was the other thing that I probably wanted to be alone a lot and I'm still happy about being alone. I just felt like I never had privacy. You know? Um, so, so here we are. So here we are. Not a hermit, just I like, I like, you know, I get, I get enough of people, but, uh, but also it's that, you know, I, I'd certainly appreciate it now because, uh, you know, cause sometimes you just want to be able to call your mom and now, you know, I, you can't. And, um, so I, yeah, I definitely have a that. greater appreciation for it. Um, but now I never, But I, whenever you're talking about '80s bands or drag queens, all I could think about um, was uh, was that uh, Kiss had been, uh, you know, uh, Kabuki dominatrix drag queens. So, but they were funny because they went yeah. the other way, you know, like they took the makeup off, and uh, you know, were wearing neon and. I think I think they have a lot of some songs they'd written that were very underrated, but I think a lot of people just kind of know what like Detroit Rock City and Shout It Out Loud and uh, and that. But uh, but I think that but they'll but they'll straight up tell you you know that they're that they. But I think it's also part of their brand that they downplay their musical prowess and they just say, "Hey, we're just entertainers. We're just a show. We're just this. We're right." And also downplaying their musicality is the path of least resistance for them. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, that was the magic of yeah. Oliver Reed, uh, and I, I'm a huge Oliver Reed. I mean, he was just one of my just great influences as a uh, from an acting standpoint, uh, and he would do amazing just 
really powerful things, but he'd get on talk shows and he, you know, he'd always show up drunk on talk shows and talk shit and just be hilarious. But he would, he would never, he would repeatedly describe himself as, you know, that he would, you know, having no, no, no proper education and just being an entertainer because people just want to be entertained, which I, you know, which I guess is an easy way to, to passively, you know, diffuse. And I feel like Hugh Grant would do that a lot too, but, um, but obviously people, you can know, you, instead of dealing with their own problems, you hear, what's that? Can you hear the beeping coming from my end? I cannot. Is that a setup for a punchline? Um, no. Okay. But it's good to test the limits of the influence from outside noises. The trash people are here. Oh, no, I can't. The world famous trash people. I had a big conversation about them last night, actually. Um, <laughs> strangely, yeah, the, my, my uh, buddy that's another commercial guy that had hit me up about grabbing a cigar he uh lives out in lewisville and they were talking about where they had new well the school bus just went by um i don't know it was how many years ago but uh, i guess the the pickup folks had changed their times and so they were driving around lewisville and clemens at Oh, it's after seven o'clock, but like, if, I think at four o'clock in the morning, you know, with like, oh. and you know, it's Clemens, so it's residential and commercial side by side in a lot of cases. And so they're just, and obviously it's a, it's a lot of work because those, those guys hustle their ass off and they're, you know, they're driving huge trucks and they're, you know, dumping huge bins. Um, and one of my friends that does that as his day job hilarious stories i mean you know fortunately everybody's safe nothing happens but just oddball stories that would make a great stand-up special um but they were picking up trash at four o'clock in the morning and you know they you can you can lightly put those things down but it still sounds like a gun going off um five feet from your face and uh but just like the noise you know and all the neighbors pitching a fit for however long and I think I, it got resolved, but just, uh, you know, but obviously people need to understand. I mean, d nobody wants to wake up to that, but also you want your trash picked up and just, you know, it's like paying taxes or whatever. Of course, you don't want to have to pay more than you have to pay. But part of being in a society where someone's job is to come pick up your trash, you should just appreciate they actually show up to do it. You know, and sometimes you don't like the way well, they do it. Well, that's a beautiful segue into what's going on in France because, you know, the French have a, a more recent history of dealing with people who oppress and feel like that everyone, again, can eat cake. So their uh, sanitation workers have been on strike for 18 days now, I believe. And, uh, the citizens are taking just truckloads of trash and dumping dumping it on politicians' yards, and, and I, I just applaud them. As much crap as Americans talk about the French, they uh, 
they're not dealing with the raise and retirement rates and the adjustments to their pensions. They're not letting the government break the contract. And, uh, and, and man, we should be inspired. Well, definitely. <clears throat> I think that's the thing. And you and I talk about it a lot. Because I obviously I think we, we believe it is that all, all the institutions, all the organizations like we're all people and we're all pirates on the same ship. And, you know, standing up like and, and being engaged is not I don't think it's, you know, posturing. I think it's genuinely a concern. Um, and wanting a better, better world and a better life for everybody. And, and you have to stand up for yourself and you have to communicate to people, you know, and sometimes in this case it involves, obviously, you no, know, we'd never advocate. Uh, well, we would in rare cases, if it was called for advocate for some kind of violent uh, engagement, but, uh, but yeah, you got to communicate. And obviously, you know, it needs to be a, a, the government needs to be led from the bottom up from the people and elected by the people and not an oppressive thumb down on the, on the citizenry. Um, did uh, I had a really good thought, which just leapt out of my mind. Leapt straight out of my mind. Straight out of my mind. Do you know where it went? Uh, I don't, because uh, I would definitely uh, pick it up. And uh, if only I had a spreadsheet of discussion topics to refer to. That's a good idea. Uh, whoever thought of that is a genius. I know. I know. I'm. Uh... Well, and if I knew how to. Uh... Well, and you'll never guess. You'll never guess what's up. What's that? If you learn how to click on things. Well, if I learn how to click on them and not hit the X, the little X thing to close out the window, I think that's the magic of the. Hey, man, you know, we all need to believe in ourselves and to think that we can accomplish almost anything. But I believe you're asking a little too much of yourself in that regard. Well, I think also that, and it looks like my uh, computer is freezing up and possibly crashing all at the same time. Have you seen, I don't know how much you've had time to keep up with it, uh, the amount of racism and anti-Semitism Republicans are hurling at the Manhattan district attorney because he's doing his job. And, uh, Oh, well, you, you, you know, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, certain tweets going out by certain pube headed Republicans. Uh, it, it's, well, it's what they do, you know? I mean, Look at all the catchphrases they they have. And if you know the people that did them first, it really does tell a story. Do we do you know hold on, I gotta type for a second. Oh. In their case, a story told through a white sheet. Yeah, it it really is a, a 
wonderful boom for sheet makers in this day and age. Because yeah. while they're not wearing them, they're still buying them. You know, it's kind of like after your eighth gun, at that point, you're a collector. So they're collecting these sheets for future use. Trying to find the the person who first said fake news fake news is not new here. This this is So the Nazis were the were using the term fake news in mainstream media in their attempt to do what and and largely successful attempt as to what today's GOP is. Um, those two sides, Nazis would have had a problem with drag queens as well. Even though for every 10,000 child molested uh, by some mythological assigned person of title there's one one issue with a drag queen uh, it seems that drag queens are the the cause of the ruinization of our children instead of the republican party who turned a blind eye to literally taking their children to be molested they 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 wake them up in the morning they dress them, they put them in a car, and they drive to a building where they're going to be molested. But uh, a drag queen reading a book is somehow danger. But looking at this article, it doesn't... There was a quote I was wanting to get, and if only somebody could come up with a sheet with individual uh, units of uh, blocks of where you can contain information in them. Uh, there's got to be a clever name for that. Spread that around. Maybe somebody will come up with it. Spread that sheet. Spread that sheet. Yes. Hallelujah. That is it. Did you see the other day, and I think we talked about this earlier, Josh Hawley uh, in a yeah. going to town, Josh Hawley. <laughs> waving his fist in the air as he re retreats uh, in the shape of a swastika. Um, uh, coming out uh, at attacking somebody, I don't know if it was um, um, I don't think it was Secretary of State Blinken, but it was somebody they were you know grilling in a congressional hearing, but just going to town and calling the railing just out of nowhere about uh, you're anti-Catholic. You're coming out against Catholics. You're here to get Catholics. And I thought, number one, that's the strangest thing in the world because it came out of nowhere. Number two, would you not actively be against a group of people who are the first people to sign a treaty with Hitler? Would you not be against a group of people who have been responsible for genocide for 2,000 years across the world? Would you not be against people that actively protect pedophilic priests 
and move them around and don't hold them accountable? Why would you why would you be in favor of that? Well, because And why is Josh Hawley outing himself as being pro pedophilic Catholic? It, it 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 is truly the core of what being a conservative is. And again about how you know the children really mean nothing to them at the mere promise that they may be rewarded for something they will throw their children under the bus without hesitation because ooh I'm going to live forever and and uh it just simply is beyond them to think that that's wrong they're not look at how they consume resources these are the same people that ship jobs overseas and, and for profit. And they didn't do it for their family. They didn't do it for their children. They, uh, you look at... Uh, I, got, I, I found what I was looking for. I'm, I'm going to murder this. Lugenpresse is the German term used by the Nazis for lying news. And, and and back to to Holly, uh, you know, President Biden is Catholic. Is he is he trying to protect him? No, I tr- well, and that's the, in that Catholic. I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of 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 it in general. You know, I mean, at some point, I think I try to balance. Number one, I'm against it. I'll just flatly say that. Number two, I, I would also say I try to. I think when people are in nonsensical situations of having to make decisions, neither one of us could wrap our heads around the scope of. I appreciate the fact, and it's probably something you know that that's a part of my personality slash unintentional arrogance that I need to work on. But I appreciate the fact that somebody would say that they openly acknowledge that they are a small speck in the universe and that there are factors and forces greater than them at work in the universe. Obviously I'm disgusted by people who would want to weaponize the idea that, Oh, a grand, the grand creator of the universe picked me, and now I'm going to do this in his name because that's that's how that's a red flag for a genocidal maniac. So, well, and it's and how often does that coincide with their own personal narrative? Is what God wants them to do? Yeah, well, again, and a hundred percent, but also which is a big factor for me, and and a lot of things I deal with is what. Why, you know, everybody says, uh, like my, my TED Talk thing, you know, leadership phase one training that I, uh, the main one I developed was, you know, why is your why? Because everybody says, well, what's your why? Have you identified that? And I'm, I'm asking you why. Why is it your why? What are the factors in your life that led you to think that this is, these are your values? Was it, you know, who... Who, who entrenched into you, you know, who, who did you rightly or wrongly look up to 
that they facilitated that mindset in your brain? You know, is it your parents? Is it your grandparents? Is it people in your community? Is it coaches, people at a religious thing? Like, why is your why? What constitutes the the foundation of your values and belief systems? Um, Do you think that's a blanketed answer? For me, I feel like their motivation is whatever the crowd can look at each other and go, hey, is this what we like? Is this what we're about? Then start grunting and nodding in unison, going, yeah, yeah, patriotism. Uh, uh, yeah. You don't love God. And meanwhile, nothing about them is even remotely Jesus-like. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But I think also in that context, as a person who grew up in that, who it took him a long time to grow out of it uh, because I'd been conditioned so much, not necessarily my parents, but, but the larger, not larger, but the, 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 the expanded scope of the community I grew up in um, was that, but also in that environment, like the military or other things, you're conditioned to not to question because you know you're you're taught to have the faith of a child a child being someone with an undeveloped intellectual process you know don't you know uh don't seek uh evidence of of your faith just have the faith blind faith no evidence no results you know and uh and if your prayers don't work, it's not because it's a scam and you're being taken advantage of and manipulated. <laughs> it's because it's not God's will for you your failed. life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You weren't good enough for God. That's why it didn't happen. Give more money to the church. You know, turn turn your head when little Timmy or, or Sally is getting fondled and diddled. Uh, probably don't have time to go into this, but I I would love to discuss how you and and I'll discuss how I realized that it was uh, make believe, and but that is certainly time for another show because we are already at fifty five minutes. That's a problem. We always get wound up right at the end, you know. It is. That's why the two-hour show is a better format. Um, but I, we just don't have two hours in the day to, to to dedicate to this until all of our listeners. I, I think we we're probably in the double digits of minutes being heard, and uh, until they give us all their money we can't do this for two hours and and I want them to know they have failed miserably. So if you're listening and you haven't given us all your money, I want to know why your why is a hundred percent. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to do that. And, and I think it'd be pretty, pretty badass later on. And this is something we can talk about, but definitely if you're listening to the show and you're want to join us and be a part of it, you know, we uh, certainly appreciate uh, um, proactive, informed comments and opinions. Uh, 
again, proactive and informed. Um, and, uh, and, uh, but definitely at some point, maybe doing a, 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 a live event or just a large, longer format event, but someplace where smoking is allowed potentially outside under a shaded, a big, uh, a big umbrella or, uh, something like that. So, well, you know, we're coming upon that season and, uh, there's nothing stopping us from doing this at night. So yeah, I'm down for that. It, uh, to me, the interesting thing is, is we still haven't even mentioned our names yet. I don't think we need to. But anywho, I don't think we need to. I think so either. No. I, I think that we're far more interesting anonymous. So my name is listed in the uh, in the title of of the show. So, but we'll never out you, Gary Newsom. Thanks. I don't know. You make me sound well. I guess. I guess I'd say you make me sound like a Republican, but I guess they're all going to get outed eventually. So, so <laughs> as long as I'm not outed, as long as I'm not fully outed, I guess I could be the governor of Florida. But here we go. Here we go. I'd have to limit my vo- yeah. my vocabulary and. Uh, uh, well, you got to do the hand gestures too. You know. Yeah. You, you Granddaddy Trump. It has has defined that you have, must move your hands in and out to be elected. All right, man. All right, sorry. I, all, all I could think of was uh, you know not safe for work punchlines on that, but yes, yeah. Have a great day, brother, and uh, everybody have a great weekend, and we'll see, here, see you back here, same Adam West channel, same Adam West time. That's right. He told you what to do. Have a great weekend. Later. Later.